Bowl cut season. It is bowl, bowl cut, cut season. You stole my intro there. That's exactly where I was going to go. Yes, remember that whole recruiting momentum thing that we talk about? Does anyone else feel it right now, or is it just me? OU gets the McCullough brothers last night. That creates some momentum. And then now, bowl cut has been crystal balled. Bowl cut has been fonged. Bowl cut has been drummed. Bowl cut, the balls have dropped for him to land at OU as we're eight days away from signing day. The, hey, I feel the recruiting momentum, even if nobody else doesn't feel it. I, am I the only one? I'd just like to ask the text line how we're feeling today about the 23 class. It, it has the potential to be a very good week ahead for Oklahoma yeah. on the recruiting And a pretty good time to have a good week, is it not? With eight days left until signing yeah, day. Yeah, it's about as good a time as any to be heating up. It's a good week to have a good week. Heating up down the stretch. Some uh, high-priority targets still remaining here. And OU's got the momentum back. It's, this has just been um, – and maybe there's been more recruiting cycles like this, and I just can't remember it. But it just feels like when it's hot, oh, buddy, it's hot. But when it's cold, you got a chance to hear you know, either no news or no good news for like a month to two months at a time. But right now it feels like it's hot, and this is the perfect time for it to be going in a good direction. To Celia Kana. Crystal balls are in for him to the University of Oklahoma. We've been in on Tessilia Kana to OU for, what, since June, July? Maybe even longer than that? I think I put my prediction in on June 29th. Nice. So that's how long it's been. So maybe, maybe we're finally close for to a decision for Tessilia Kana. What a big time get that would be. Think about this. Not only do you have Akana heavily trending toward Oklahoma – in recent days. But you have a decision that has to be close for Peyton Bowen because we're eight days away from signing day. So this thing is almost over with Bowen. You have the McCullers now on board. You have Micah Tease still very much in play. Mm. You got Quincy Rhodes in play. You got C.J. Blocker in play, who, by the way, uh, there is a new 24-7 sports rankings update coming out this afternoon, so I'm sure we'll discuss that. For the, 24... for the 2023 class. Oh, for the – okay. So, well, that could shift the overall team rankings, correct? And it will shift the overall huh. team rankings. All right. OU's currently and, at number uh, seven right now. I, I really can't say a whole lot, can't disclose a whole lot about the rankings update out of respect for those that have put in a bunch of time and effort into it, but uh, I I will go as far as to say this. C.J. Blocker's stock is going up. And if the offer from Alabama didn't tell you that, if the offer from Coach Prime at Colorado didn't tell you that, heck, if the offer from Oklahoma late last week didn't tell you that. Or the in-home with Muleshoe and company uh-huh. last week. Uh-huh. Another thing to keep in mind with Blocker, he's supposed to be taking an official visit to USC this weekend, and... I'm not entirely convinced he doesn't end oh, up in Norman, Oklahoma instead. Wouldn't that be a nice close to the recruiting class? You know, I mean, come on. If you steal one away from uh, Muleshoe, someone that he really wants going into signing day, nah, that would be sweet. All right, an updated rankings list. Okay. Uh, do you think that will positively or negatively impact OU's current ranking at number seven? Because any any movement whatsoever, it feels like it would move them one way or the other. They are just in front of Miami, and they are just behind LSU. LSU at six, 
Miami at eight, OU sandwiched in there right at seven. So any movement's going to move them up or down. What, like, do you, do you, like, where do you think OU's going to move after these updated rankings today? Think they move up or down? I, there's going to be positive movement. There's going to be negative movement. I think it'll largely come out in the wash. Um, I would say Oklahoma probably holds steady. Yeah. After the commitment of the McCullers, they probably hold steady at seven. I don't know if the rankings will affect the overall uh, team rankings until you get another commitment in the fold, whether that's to Celia Kana or whether that's Peyton Bowen or somebody like Quincy Rhodes, C.J. Blocker. I don't know. But I would I would figure that when that rankings update goes live a little after 4 p.m. Central that Oklahoma is probably going to still be – where they are right now at number seven in the recruiting rankings and number five in the overall rankings when you factor in transfers. Uh, text line says casino lingo equals never leave a heater. I, I know. Hey, it kind of feels like there may be on a little bit of a heater. You might as well, Parker. Just go uh, Just go into the, uh, the home of Anthony Hill and just say, hey, we're on a heater. We're just going to take our chance here. I know Sark's got an in-home visit with you on Thursday, and everyone thinks that you're going to go to Texas, but let's just ride the heater here with Anthony Hill and see if we can get a late flip. Obviously, uh, that wouldn't happen, but, you know, hey, ride the heater. With Day McCullough committing to OU, asks this listener, will that hurt OU trying to flip Peyton Bowen from Notre Dame? Uh, the short answer is no. The long answer is, if it did you really think OU would have taken Day McCullough with as long as they have no been way. recruiting Peyton Bowen? You don't Bowen jeopardize. And as much resources and time yeah. and effort as they have sunk into the recruitment of Peyton Bowen? No way. That is a net zero effect on the Bowen recruitment. You weren't going it, to. It's, it's very similar to the recruitment of Jackson Arnold, right? You weren't going to take anyone that in any way jeopardizes that recruitment. Same thing with Peyton Bowen, same thing with Jackson Arnold. So, no, not, not at all. Um, let's see. Last segment, you said you don't believe Akana is the next commitment. Who do you think it is then? That's from the text line. Well, it's a, see, the thing was, I, I, and I told them, I was like, I don't know if I could really throw out a name. I just don't think it's Akana because I think something pops between now and signing day, but I would figure Akana waits until signing day. Um Shoot, that's tough. Okay. Final answer, CJ Blocker. That would be that would be a major get down the stretch. And that'd be a quick turn. Hey, here's another recruitment, by the way. And it feels like OU keeps finding themselves in these circumstances. I guess this is what happens when you recruit legacies, is that you're going up against some impressive other schools, Parker, but you got something in your corner that the other schools don't have. And what you have with C.J. Blocker compared to USC, compared to Bama or Colorado or anyone else is, well, dad played at OU back in the day. And that doesn't always have to mean something in a recruitment, but it kind of feels like it might mean something in this recruitment this time around. So, yeah, OU has, has had several recruitments, it feels like, where it's like, well, they got this in this recruitment, and this is something that none of the other schools have. I always think that's important. Uh, Travis Davidson, flip watch. One listener needs an update. Well, uh, as your as many of you will recall, back in June or July, I believe, Travis predicted that there would be four flips in this class for Oklahoma. Um, 
as of right now, Dave McCullough is the first. So you have one flip already done. If you get Peyton Bowen, that is flip number two. If you get Micah Tease, that is flip number three. And at that point, all you need is somebody else, whether it's a Jordan Allen, a Quincy Rhodes, uh, to be able to say, yep, oh, you flipped the requisite four to fulfill Travis Davidson's prediction. Um, oh, gosh, please don't speak this into existence. One listener from the 918 says, hey, Parker, what happens if slash when Peyton decides not to commit oh, until the second more fun. signing day? That's what it means. I more will, fun. I will self-induce a coma. Actually, that is what will happen. I think uh, if that happens, the Notre Dame message boards will self-destruct. You know, I, I, I've never really uh, hung around a lot of Notre Dame fans in my life. I've seen OU play Notre Dame, I think, in my life once, like been to a game where OU and Notre Dame play. I didn't realize they are so hostile and so mean yeah. on their uh, message boards yeah. post. Uh, they're pretty toxic. I, here, here's, yeah. one, here's one I think um, maybe from last night recently. Speaking of Dave McCullough, I've got multiple friends who coach at St. Joe. The youngest wasn't even within the top three uh, of their best players. That's a team that won three regular season games. There is a reason Notre Dame didn't offer him a PWO from one of our premier Catholic high schools. He's not that good and basically quit on the team in the playoffs. The oldest wasn't going to work out for obvious reasons. So it's like normally when I hear about bad message boards, po- message board posts, you know, we, we've got a lot of A&M in the past and some of these uh, more hope, high-profile SEC schools. The Notre Dame fans are really the ones that are, uh, you know, saying all the dumb things and all the crazy things. Which, okay, let, h- hang on for a second. Let's just assume, let's take that statement and assume validity there. For the sake of the hypothetical, let's just say Dave McCullough never does anything at the University of Oklahoma. Let's say that is a complete bust, a whiff. He never contributes meaningfully at OU. Well, guess what? I would still say it's worth it because you know what you're getting into Sean. Exactly. And that that dude was honorable mention all Big Ten as a true freshman, 48 tackles and four sacks. Hits the transfer portal, comes straight to Oklahoma. How about six foot five, two hundred and thirty at the cheetah position? Yes, you'll take that dude ten times out of ten, and there's a reason why many regarded him as the top prospect at that position available in the portal. So even if Day never does anything at Oklahoma, and that alarmist Notre Dame message board post proves 100% true, I still think Oklahoma is going to look back on this whole ordeal and say, you know what, that was still worth it because we got Deshaun and Deshaun balled out. I'm going to go ahead and not believe that message board post, and I'll go ahead and believe that Day McCullough will do something at OU. Um, he's a four-star player, right? And that post said he's not even one of the three best players on his team that only won three games this year, and he's not any good. Hey, who uh, knows? Maybe he's, the, uh, maybe he's the Arch Manning of the uh, Mid-Atlantic. Uh, text line, Notre Dame fans are worse than Tech fans. Well, to be worse oh, than Tech fans, uh, uh. to be worse than Tech fans, you have to throw one or multiple different objects on the field during a game. What would Notre Dame fans throw on the field during a game? Coins. Coins? Would they throw wafers uh, on wafers. the field? <laughs> what would Notre Dame fans throw on the field? That's what we yeah, really I'm going have to with figure coins. out today. 
the uh, it would be fitting. Uh, this listener asks, is there a chance we might implement a Serengeti package where we put 11 cheetahs on the field at one time? You know what? It's funny that, uh, that you say that. It, it feels like um, 80% of the players that they're recruiting on defense, it's like, well, he's, he's, he's an edge player, or yeah, I think he might be a cheetah player. Okay, yeah, all, all right. Seems like they got a lot of those guys. Um, Deshaun McCullough probably going to be your cheetah next year. I, I think yeah. that there's a really, really good chance at that. Yeah, Brian in Tulsa says Notre Dame fans would throw holy water. Yeah. Somebody else, somebody else said Irish fans throw potatoes. That could be deadly. Corned beef and cabbage, yeah. rosaries, Bibles, <laughs> Lucky Charms. Amidst yeah, you all guys of are bringing this. it today, nice. Yeah, amidst all of this, Lucky Peyton charms. says about time we offered a brother to get the better brother's commitment. We're zero for two so far with Talon Shetron and Luke has. Fair point there, although I don't think Day is going to end up being a total washout at Oklahoma, <laughs> as that post suggested. Uh, OU Architect texted in to let us know he is at the Georgia Southern graduation ceremony, but still listening to Locked In. Hey. OU Architect, you are our listener of the week of the day. Congratulations. Listener of the week of the day. Yes. Okay. I like If you want to start doing that, if you want to start keeping track of that every day, then you are more than welcome to do that, because I think that's a pretty cool idea. <laughs> and he throws Werther's original. I, I like this. Notre Dame fans will throw their dentures onto the field. <laughs> <laughs> Guinness uh, bottles. Yeah. Notre Dame fans don't care what Fong says. Yeah. Well, Which is weird, because Steve came up in the business as a Notre Dame beat writer. Yeah. So you would think of all the, uh, of all the fan bases that would have some respect for the work that Steve does. Notre Dame would be high on that list. Okay. One just came 84-17. I can't read that one. Seriously, you thought that we were actually going to read wow. that one? Jeez. Gosh. Wow. All right, taking a break on that note, 405-651-3439, Air Comfort Solutions text line. We'll talk more about the McCullough brothers to Celia Kana, Crystal Ball to OU. A lot more recruiting, a lot more transfer portal as well. Keep it locked on the ref. Yeah, it was a good day. Good day last night. McCullough brothers both commit. Good day today. Uh, two crystal balls in for Tassili Akana to OU. Got to be feeling good about that one. Um, so, hey, may- maybe uh, OU will finish with this top five class. You get Akana, you get Blocker, you get um, you get Peyton Bowen down the stretch and maybe a couple of, uh, of other names. You're not far out from that top five class. I It's... Eight days away from signing day, and what happens in eight days won't be the final ranking. I understand that. You still got to get through the second signing day. But um, in eight days' time, yeah, I think OU's got a great chance to be a top-five class. Yeah, and again, with how many of these guys are signing early and have committed early, there's probably not going to be a ton of movement, at least not at the top down the stretch between December and February leading up to early, or not early signing day, but the actual signing day, national signing day on February 1st. So if OU can solidify their stranglehold on a top three class, there's probably not going to be a ton of fluctuation, and I would be hard-pressed to believe that anybody would touch Alabama, Georgia, and OU at the top. 
Uh, by the way, Ref Army's listening today in DeSoto, Texas, Hayward, California, Atlanta, Georgia, Jacksonville, Florida. Tell me if you've ever heard of this place. Okay. Sicklerville, New Jersey. Never in my life. Sicklerville, New Jersey is tuned in today. Lexington, Kentucky, and the uh, text line gives us our small town of the day. Chicota, Oklahoma, home of uh, Carrie Underwood. Yeah, it is. Whoa, okay. Someone's a big-time Carrie Underwood I fan. I am a big-time Carrie Underwood okay. fan. Okay. I'm not All ashamed right. to admit that. She's still married to the NHL player out Mike there in Fisher? Nashville? Yeah, as, as far as I know. I, I don't, know. I don't, I don't know keep what, up with celebrity gossip, so. I don't know what her current relationship status is, but I hope it's going well for Carrie out there in, uh, out there in Nashville. Um, Jaleel Farouk's cousin just got an offer yeah. earlier today. Yeah, how about that? That is, uh, well, hey, what did I say last segment? OU keeps finding themselves in recruitment where they have something in their corner that no one else does. And I guess, well, Jaleel Farouk's cousin, who is he an elite defensive back? Is that, yes, is that what he is? four-star safety in the class of 2024. There you go. There's another example of it. They're picking their battles very wisely. Yeah, again, like, if you got inroads with these guys, it makes all the sense in the world to just go lock them down. Make the layups. And that's what this staff is trying to do here as they turn the page from 2023 to 2024. Uh, Patrick says they're separated, by the way. So, Oh, they are? There's our celebrity update of the day. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know if that's true or not. That's the only text I've gotten on it. Um, how's your feelings on Dorian Singer and OU? That's from Brian in Tulsa. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't seem to be a whole a ton yeah. of momentum there. I... Oh, you still shooting their shots yeah, with wide receivers? I, I, it's not something I would count on. And again, I think the offer that went out to Chance Fitzgerald the other day kind of underscores the reality that Oklahoma really doesn't know what they're going to end up with in the portal as far as wide receiver goes. The highest highest percentage, like the guys that I would focus on, I think they have a good shot at Dorian Singer. It looks like JoJo Earl is going to land at TCU of all places. Oh. Him nice. and Chris Marshall both, which is scary. Okay. Woo. Malcolm Kelly's doing things. Yeah, he is. Uh, but I'd watch Xavier Guillory. I'd also watch Trey Harris from Louisiana Tech. Sounds like you guys are out on David Hicks. I I don't I, I can't speak for Parker on this. I don't know if I'm like, all right, close the door, done, over. I don't feel great about things eight days away from signing day. Took a visit to Oregon this past weekend, taking a visit to AM. This upcoming weekend, I I mean, anything could happen, I, but I don't feel super optimistic about it. Where are you at with David Hicks for the one millionth time? I, again, it's just not something I would count on. If it happens, great. It's a pleasant surprise on signing day. Don't get your hopes up. What does the McCullough signing do to Canick's future at OU? Nothing. Nothing. No, nothing. 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 I, I think um, McCullough and Canick – both have great opportunities to be starters next year. Uh, yeah, Not the same position. Here's but. what I will say. All due respect to David Aguebu, but I think your three starting linebackers next year are Danny Stutzman, Jaron Kanick, and Deshaun McCullough-Cheetah. Yeah. And I think that we we talked about this very same thing yesterday, and I agreed with the very same thing yesterday. Sure. What are the chances of OU having another Heisman Trophy winner in the next 10 years? Wow, that's a question. Well, I tell you what, you got a quarterback coming in that's at the very least going to end up on the stage in New York City at some point in his career. Now, whether he walks away with the hardware 
I don't know, but that dude's special. That dude is something else. And especially, like, he may be a three years and done kind of guy, but if you can if you can get a fourth year out of Jackson Arnold somehow, some way, and you can get three years of the same starting quarterback for the first time at Oklahoma since Baker Mayfield, you're in position to make some stuff happen. Yeah. I'm talking national championships. Uh, OU's not going to be a top five class because Peyton Bowen isn't going to OU. That's from the 405. Okay. All right. Well, shoot. Too bad. I, a lot, of, I really a lot thought of people were holding happen. out hope on I really that one, I thought Tyler. it was going to happen. That's it disappointing my to mind. hear. Dang. It's probably unlikely, but do you think some of these portal wide receivers are worried about who will be coaching them this upcoming season? Um, At no. OU or elsewhere? I Probably talking about OU, but no, I don't think that that's a big deal. I don't think that they're hearing – and real, like, there's no rumors right now around the wide receiver Yeah, job. no, it's just kind of gone dead. The rumors that were there were Malcolm Kelly, and it kind of looks pretty – obvious he's staying at TCU at least for now it seems or it's all a ploy he's going to accept the OU job and bring Jojo Earl and Chris Marshall with him (laughs) okay all right let's go or it was um, Rashad Samples but he's now at uh, Arizona State so like there's no like the rumor that's out there about the wide receiver job is that LD Washington's going to be your wide receiver coach next year so that's like the these wide these wide receivers in the portal aren't hearing anything else. So no, I don't think that that's a big factor at all. Yeah, I I, I would not imagine so. And I think having a guy like Jackson Arnold set to step in and be the quarterback of the future at Oklahoma that probably carries more weight than who the position coach is at this point. The pitch from OU isn't, hey, come play for Ladamian Washington because yeah, look, he's a first year coach. That's not a dig on LD Washington, but. You can't really recruit to him yet, not until he has the opportunity to build a resume and a reputation for himself. What you can do is you can pitch these wideouts, hey, come catch passes from Jackson Arnold, who's making his case and has made his case as the top quarterback in the entire 2023 cycle and maybe the top player. Uh, by the way, when you address Jackson Arnold, can you please address him as Landry Award winner Jackson Arnold? Yes. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> uh, Jackson Arnold won the Landry Award. That's given to the best high school football player in the state of Texas. So, congratulations, Jackson Arnold. 4,397 yards, 57 touchdowns. Uh, he led Denton Geyer to the state semis. Unfortunately, lost to DeSoto this past weekend, but... Uh, yeah, he had a big-time year. Landry Award winner, which is pretty cool. Um, let's see. Chase in Orange County. The ref recruiting shirt for signing day. The ref's BCS. Balls, commits, signings. I like that, Chase. Might have to do a rough draft of, of okay, that on a okay, T-shirt okay. and see what's up. I can get down with it. Got eight days uh, to get it uh, designed, printed, and rolled out. We've done it before, though. I'm just curious to see what the design will be. It's going to have to be elaborate. Balls, commits, what was the S? Balls, commits, and balls, commits, and signings. Signings, okay. That's what I thought. I just wanted to triple check. Yeah. I'm not very gifted when it comes to graphic design, so I'm going to have to subcontract this. Uh, 405, how is Texas ahead of Oklahoma in the recruiting rankings when they both have two five-stars and eight three-stars 
but OU has 12 four-stars, and Texas has 11 four-stars. Well, not every – like, there's there's more to the rankings than just that. Not every five-star player is ranked the same. There, yes. there are diff- – like, you can both be five-star players, but you could be a highly ranked five-star player, if that makes sense. And let me, let me help you all with this. Uh, if you pull up – if you Google any – 24-7 player profile. So you punch in Peyton Bowen's name, and you pull up his profile on 24-7 sports. Uh, and you scroll down to the section entitled Player Rating. Up in the top right corner of that box, you will see a little letter I. And if you click or tap that letter I, it will take you to an article that explains in great detail the entire ranking, rating, and composite process. Now, to answer your question, the reason why Oklahoma has a worse class than Texas, despite those discrepancies that you mentioned, has to do with a lot of theoretical math that I'm just frankly not well acquainted with because I don't have a math brain. But, again, if you click on that little I, it will take you to an article that explains everything soup to nuts. Yeah. Landry Ward is the best uh, player in North Texas. Yeah, isn't that what I said? If that's not what I said, that's what I meant. Yes, best player in North Texas. Um, by the way, I don't think I got trolled on this on Twitter today. I think that this is legit. Was Trajan Bridges, um, did he have a home visit with uh, the Utah wide receivers yeah, coach? Yeah, he did. Dude. Yeah, he did. Three weeks ago, we're talking about Trajan Bridges <laughs> going to East, East Central, Central University in Ada. Which at the time I thought, okay, like, you know, he made a mistake, but, you know, good for him. He's going to get a chance. Maybe he can dominate that level, get a chance in the NFL. We'll see what happens. And now it's like Utah, who just won the Pac-12. I, I, I'm guessing he has an offer to Utah if they're doing an in-home visit. I don't know what the current situation is, but needless to say, that's a little bit of a step up for him. I did not think he was going to get – Another opportunity at a power well, five. Well, it was all going to come down to what schools thought of his character and whether there were any lingering concerns there because he's plenty talented enough and always has been. It's just been, okay, Was were there any schools, especially at that level, who were willing to take a risk on a kid that got detained and subsequently arrested for armed robbery little more than a year and a half ago? But – Look, I'm very much of the opinion that everybody should be rooting for Trajan Bridges to get a second chance and steward it well. It's just that that couldn't happen at Oklahoma at a certain point. He ran out of chances. Um, I guess we need to do a better job of laying on the sarcasm a little bit thicker. This text just says, what happened with Bowen? Nothing has happened with Peyton Bowen. All is good with Peyton Bowen. You should probably feel okay about Peyton Bowen here. By the way. Did you see that Jansen Dunn hit the transfer portal? No, I did not. Do you remember Jansen Dunn? No, I do not. Jansen Dunn was the, uh... well, okay. How... How do I set this up? Jansen Dunn, I believe this was back in June of 2020, committed to Oklahoma silently, then flipped to Ohio State literally within the hour. Got on the phone with Oklahoma to tell them he was coming. Got on the phone with Ohio State thereafter to tell him he was to tell them he was not coming. And by the end of that phone call, he was going to Ohio State. Wow! And did he have like Mule a three-way Shoe, conversation at the same time with OU and Ohio State? I don't know, but it'd have been awesome. Muleshoe tweeted the eyeball emoji 
after Jansen committed to OU. And then he ended up committing to Ohio State, and that was when Muleshoe started to use the eyeball emoji substantially less. <laughs> and now he does not use it uh, at all. Well, does he use the peace sign emoji now? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, he doesn't use the eye- he used the He uses the peace sign, yes. But still, anytime he tweets something out, um, it'll 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 hang around for a while, only ultimately to be sh- destroyed by OU fans. Somebody said, Jansen Dunn walked so DJ Hicks could run. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Very nice. 405-651-3439 is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Still a whole lot more recruiting. It's the home stretch for the 2023 class. We'll tell you what you need to know as we are nearly one week away until signing day. Coming up next, keep it locked in the ref. Locked in with McComas and Thune, live on the ref. We're the homeless Sooner fans. And in case you missed it, OU has the number one overall class in the transfer portal team rankings via 24-7 sports. They got the number one overall transfer uh, portal uh, class by a, a decent little margin right now. Which will probably Arkansas. last for a couple days, in yeah, all fairness. Yeah, um, their, their highest ranked commits is Desan McCullough, who happened last night. Four-star, they have him as a four-star player. Number 10 overall player in the portal. Uh, Jacob Lacey, they have him as a four-star. Austin Stogner, uh, they have as a three-star. So, OU with a nice little lead so far in the transfer portal rankings. OU 1, Arkansas 2, Florida State 3, Michigan at 4. Utah at 5. I see Oklahoma State at 9, KU at 12, UT at 19. So, yeah, like you said, we are still um, – we're not necessarily early on in players entering the portal, but in terms of you know players making their decisions on where they're going to play next year, we are very, very early in the process because very, very few players – uh, have made their decisions on where they're going to play next year. So a lot of movement is still going to happen. In fact, um, just look at the quarterback. Like The list of really good quarterbacks that are still in the portal, I don't think any of those guys have made a decision yet. So there's still a lot of dominoes that need to happen with the quarterback uh, and in, in, quarterbacks in the portal. To be honest with you, I think a lot of those quarterback dominoes won't fall until after bowl season because I know of at least – Three other high-profile quarterbacks that are going to be entering the portal after the conclusion of bowl season. And when I'm talking about high-profile dudes, I'm talking dudes that will dictate the flow of the market elsewhere. Caleb Williams, okay. Yes. He's going to Wisconsin this time around. Knew it. No, he's coming back to Oklahoma <laughs> after Muleshoe takes the Rams job. I uh, There's not a whole lot of Spencer Sanders scuttlebutt out no, there. No, there's not. Again, though... Unless Drake May hits the portal, I will bet you Spencer Sanders ends up at Alabama. I uh, think that happens. Yeah. Auburn's really going to push for someone, whether it's Grayson McCall or whether it's Spencer Sanders or someone. I think Auburn's going to be one of those schools that's probably going to find themselves in a really good spot for one of these uh, high-profile transfer quarterbacks. I did see Ashton Sanders, Ashton Champ Sanders, I should say, is going to be visiting Norman on December 22nd. He is an OU commit. 
Um, but in terms of like the names that we need to watch for the next eight days that have a real chance to sign on signing day, we're talking about Peyton Bowen. We're talking about David Hicks. We're talking about Celia Kana. We're talking about C.J. Blocker. Are those really the four names that we really need to be watching throughout the next eight days? Or is there someone else in that rotation? Micah Tease, Quincy yeah. Rhodes. Throw those okay. two in there as well. Five and six. I'm kind of cooling on OU and Jordan Allen. I'll say that much. It feels like Kansas State killed a lot of that momentum by going in home with Allen last week. And unless he visits, which isn't entirely out of the question, I know they're pushing to make it happen, but if unless he visits, I think at this point he probably sticks with Kansas State. By the way, forgot to mention this yesterday, Keon Keeley did pick Alabama. He did. And in the edit, it said Monster Maker University. I did not know Alabama was known as Monster Maker. Is that really what it said? <laughs> yes. What? Monster Maker University. Monster Maker yeah, University. Yeah, go check that one out. That one kind of surprised me a little bit, too. I was like, huh, okay. Okay, well, I mean, whatever. Whatever you want, I That's guess. That's how you want to brand it. Sure, sure. Great. Uh, Sugar Shane in Newcastle, is PJ not a five-star anymore? Uh, he is. Why? why what? I, 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 don't, I don't know. I, I mean... You mentioned the new rankings that were coming out. I don't know if uh, Sugar Shane like saw something already that said that PJ wasn't a five star. But yeah, I, I'm under the impression too that he's still a five star. Yeah. In I, fact, I don't know why he wouldn't be. I well, now I'm gonna check up on this to make sure nothing has changed. But I can't imagine anything has changed unless there was. Yeah. No. 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 He's still a five star. Still the number twenty five player in the composite. Who do you both think will win the transfer portal? Well, what do you mean? Like, who will be the number one overall, you know, ranked team in terms of, it, like, the transfer portal rankings? Or who truly is going to get maybe just four to five players that are high-impact players? I, I think that, um, you know, Parker, probably the teams that are at the top in recruiting year in and year out, I think are probably the teams that are going to win the transfer portal cycle. And I say that because... You know, look at Marshawn Lloyd yesterday entering the portal from South Carolina. Uh-huh. I think we're seeing something now. I think that we have seen it, but I think Marshawn Lloyd entering the portal tells you, you know, you can have a really nice year at a place like South Carolina, but if you have a really nice year at a place like South Carolina, sometimes there's going to be kids that say, well, now I want to go to Ohio State, or I want to go to Bama. I want to go make more money. I want to play at a more high-profile high institution. Like, those are the, the top flight schools are the ones that are going to benefit the most from players like Marshawn Lloyd or uh, Georgia's probably going to get a high profile quarterback, right? I, that would be my guess is who's ever in your top five, top eight in recruiting your top programs right now will probably win out the most with the portal. Uh, Doc says, great information today. May the McCullough brothers open the door for the next brotherly set to arrive in Norman. Patiently waiting for Parker's crystal ball for Eli Bowen. Yeah, me too. Yeah, look, and I've, I've said it many times. If and when Peyton Bowen flips to Oklahoma, you will see me drop the fastest crystal ball of all time for Eli. At y very high confidence. USC will win the portal, says the text line. Who are they going to tamper with this year? Who, uh, who, who did end up winning the, oh, are they going to try to get Marvin Harrison Jr.? Are they going to tamper with Marvin Harrison Jr.? They got the Blitnikoff winner a year ago out of Pitt. I don't feel like USC can get Marvin Harrison away from Ohio State, though. I don't think that that one's going to go their way. I wouldn't figure so. Also, 
how many wide receivers can USC realistically roster? That is the perpetual question. Somebody said it once, and it's the one of the best observations I've ever heard about Muleshoe. Somebody once said he builds his teams like he's playing seven on seven. Yeah. Well, this is exactly what it's like. I mean, is that not what it looked like in the second half of the uh, Pac-12 championship game? That was a seven-on-seven team out there for sure, man. Yeah, Joe in Tulsa says, taking a freshman All-American from the defensive line at edge to a hybrid linebacker that's in coverage half the game is a huge change. Do you think Deshaun McCullough ends up at Cheetah all three years at OU? Yes, he does. And what you got to keep in mind is Deshaun McCullough's played a lot of different positions. In high school, he was primarily a safety, but... He played some defensive line. He played some linebacker. He's played all over. He's not a guy that you're going to or that has already pigeonholed himself into a single position. So you can put him really anywhere, save for, I guess, corner or defensive tackle. You can move him around. He can do a lot for you. But at that cheetah position, that's exactly what the cheetah is designed to do, is move around and do a whole bunch of different stuff. Here's the thing that Joe said at the very end. He said all three years at OU. Well, and I guess this could be best-case scenario if you want to look at it this way, but if Deshaun McCullough's the dude that we saw last year and he gets even better under Brent Venables, it ain't going to be three years here, Parker. You've got a real chance to be two years here at OU. I mean, elite size, six foot five, elite athleticism, uh, coach's kid, already a proven commodity at this level, going to be playing a high-impact position for one of the best, if not the best, defensive mind in the game. Like Deshaun McCullough got a chance to be a dude and in and out of here in about two years. By the way, as we get ready to hit a break, some unfortunate scoopage from the Air Comfort Solutions text line. This listener in the 405 says, Bowen is not going to OU. Second one today that we've well, gotten. Man. Shut it down, folks. What's the backup plan? Are Notre Dame fans getting burner phones with 405 area coach just to troll us on the text line? I feel like they might be. It's within the realm of possibility, and it would be on brand. Somewhat, they, may, they must have gotten very um, upset when the text line joked that Notre Dame fans would throw lucky charms on the field if they had to throw anything. Or maybe it was the throw their dentures on the field. That one was pretty good, too. 405-651-3439. Real quick, it says, um, why is Kendall Dolby not ranked? I saw a ranking last week where Kendall Dolby, Juco Corner, is ranked as a four-star in the number one Juco Corner. I don't know if that's by 24-7 or some other service, but at least someone, texter, has Kendall Dolby ranked as the number one Juco cornerback in, in this entire cycle. So, pretty good player. One final segment of Locked In coming up next. Final segment of Locked In with McComas and Thune. Tyler McComas, Parker Thune inside the Brown O'Haver Studios. This is a really good text on the on the text line. Glad to hear all the defensive news, but how is the offense looking in recruiting other than Jackson Arnold? It's a good point because, yeah, with recruiting, we're basically talking all defensive guys because that's really all that's kind of left that you're pursuing at this point. Why? Because you've had your offensive class, for the most part, locked down 
for quite some time. Jackson Arnold's been committed for a while. You've had two four-star running backs committed for a while. Four uh, offensive linemen committed. You, you, I, you'll take another wide receiver in this class if you can get one. Maybe it's Micah Tease. Maybe it's Chance Fitzgerald, who you just offered yesterday. But we haven't talked a lot about the offensive side because the offensive side's been pretty much set for a while. Yeah, I mean, it's been since, what, August? Because when Anthony Evans committed, and obviously that didn't end up lasting, but when Anthony Evans committed, we are all like, okay, well, I guess that's it for OU on the offensive side of the ball. Well, now Anthony Evans is, has decommitted, flipped to Georgia, and so now you're in the market for one more wide receiver, whether that's Micah Tease or whether that's Chance Fitzgerald. I do believe it's going to be one of those two guys, and I think it's kind of a first-come, first-serve situation at this point in time. It's OU's way of telling Micah Tease, hey, if you actually want to come to Oklahoma, let's make this thing happen, but let us know now because if not, we'll go get Chance Fitzgerald instead. Uh, from the 405, seeing that there is a little news of a lead on an impact defensive tackle, can you speculate on who we could be talking to? Do you at, know the, def- at defensive tackle? Do you know the def- rumor of an uh, impact defensive tackle that apparently OU's in on? Well, and he what he's referring to is the Hicks thing. Uh, he says, seeing that there is little news of a lead on an impact defensive tackle, can you speculate on who we could, who could be talking to? I'm assuming he is referring to the defensive tackle position with the knowledge that there's just not a whole lot happening right now at that position for Oklahoma. And, yeah, look, I, as I said, don't hold out hope on DJ Hicks. Um, beyond that, man, it may be a position that OU tries to address in the portal most more so than via the traditional – recruiting route and again I think this is one of those scenarios in which you just have to trust the staff because I would be willing to bet that they have some stuff lined up in the portal specifically on the defensive line that none of us know about yeah no I would agree with that uh Braylon Presley people text that every single segment which is fine hey I keep us on our toes there um there's just kind of nothing there I, I don't know if the trail is just totally cold at this point but there's just not a whole lot really to, to mention. Yeah, not not much happening, man. And again, you just got just got to hold out hope that this staff knows what they're doing. And I think they have a, an extensive enough track record that you'll take them at their word. Yeah. By the way, Bob Stoops will join us uh, coming up next hour at three twenty. We're going to um, you know, have him on to celebrate the life of uh, Mike Leach, so be sure to tune in for that one at 320. So that's um, going to be an interesting segment, that's for sure. Rush, coming up next. Keep it locked in the ref.